Hello and welcome to another episode of Regularly Scheduled Hostility. I'm your host, Eric Turner. This is for November 7th. Uh, we have a lot to get into. We had some pretty good matches between AEW and NXT. Uh, we have a really good promo from Cody that we'll get into. Uh, we have some predictions to get into um, with the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. StarCast weekend is this week. Uh, just got a lot of stuff to get into here. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to start off with the NXT. Um, if you remember, uh, I gave NXT the slight nod last week. So I said that since they got, since they won last week, I'll do NXT first again this week. So I did. Uh, we started off the night with uh, Shayna Baszler. Defeating uh, Dakota Kai by submission. Um, after the match, um, the, uh, Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shafir come down to the ring and beat up Dakota Kai. Um, but as they're doing that, Rhea Ripley comes down, and also so does Mia Yim, to basically make it uh, even up the odds here. And, uh, you know, they basically chase off the, uh, chase off the heels there. And after that, uh, Rhea Ripley announced Mia Yim as the fourth member of their, um, War Games team. So that sort of leaves, a little bit surprisingly, Dakota Kai out of the, uh, War Games match. Um, so it's gonna be Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, uh, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae as the four women for the uh, War Games match against the Heel uh, the Heel team, um, you know Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, they've both been on a little bit of momentum here. Um, you know they got the uh, they got the uh, NXT uh, Women's Tag Team Title shot, and they've been on NXT a lot more lately since they both uh, have come back from injuries. Um, so, Dakota Kai maybe taking a little, uh, put on the back burner here a little bit. But, um, that team looks pretty decent. I would probably, would rather have Dakota Kai in there instead of Mia Yim. I mean, Mia Yim, you know, came out on this episode just sort of out of nowhere. She really wasn't in the storyline with, like, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai and, you know, that's... Uh, horse women she really wasn't in this feud and now all of a sudden she's in the war games match so it's a little a little peculiar there but regardless it should be a pretty decent match should be next up was a uh, number one contendership match for the cruiserweight uh, championship uh, Garza defeated uh, Tony Nice um, by pinfall so Garza is the number one contender for the uh, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if this if uh, WWE is doing this on purpose, but you have sort of start start to see here some uh, a lot of Latino guys uh, getting pushes here lately. Um, you know, you have a. Uh, Humberto Carrillo, 
one that uh, the um the uh, battle royal thing at Crown Jewel, which that'll probably just be a one-off thing. It probably won't really amount to too much, really, at the end of the day. But still, it's a pretty big, big, big win for him. Definitely his biggest win so far. Um, and then you have Rey Mysterio getting the push against uh, Brock Lesnar, and you know, basically they're going to be meeting for the WWE Championship at Survivor Series. So you have uh, Rey Mysterio, and now you have um, Garcia, or Garza rather being the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. So I don't know if, you know, WWE is doing this consciously or if it just happened to just work out this way, but they got three guys that they're sort of pushing a little bit here who uh, just happen to be Latino. And, uh, you know, be interesting to see, you know, I don't think any of these pushes are really going to amount to too much or last very long. But, uh, just a little observation, a little, little thing maybe a lot of people maybe didn't notice, but um, I did, and maybe it's nothing, but just thought I would throw the idea out there. Uh, the next match was uh, Donovan Dajakovic versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, who I still think of as Swerve Strickland from MLW, but did, uh, Dajakovic won. Not too much to uh, discuss in that match. Uh, the next match, or not the next match, but the next segment was the OC. Uh, came out there. Um, uh, going by uh, backtracking a little bit to the very beginning, uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, came out to address the crowd. And... Uh, they showed at the very beginning that Gallows and Anderson had attacked Undisputed Era backstage before the show went on the air. So then Gallows and Anderson come out to address NXT. Um, and then AJ came out as well and said that he is going to take over NXT. So Tommaso Ciampa came out there and took exception to this. Um, and he brought a couple friends with him for backup. So Keith Lee and Matt Riddle came out at this time. And Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Riddle challenged the OC to a six-man tag match later in the night. And they accepted. So, we'll get to that um, a little bit later on in the show. That was how NXT started. Uh, and then the next match was uh, Pete Dunne defeated uh, Damian Priest. So, their little feud here is tied up one to one so I guess maybe at NXT TakeOver or something maybe we'll be getting a rubber match here but it's pre another pretty decent match um Dunn won by a submission he had the uh, cross arm bar and then he did the uh, joint manipulation and like snapped Priest's uh, fingers and that caused Priest to tap out um Killian Dane came out after the match and laid out Pete Dunn so I guess maybe Killian Dane is sort of inserting himself in a feud. I don't know if it's going to be a three-way feud or if it's just going to be Killian Dane and Pete Dunne. But regardless. Uh, Tanara Conti defeated Santana Garrett in a horrible match. At You know, you can look at it on Twitter and stuff. People have posted like little clips of it. 
they literally look like they're going in slow motion. It looks like if you took, um, you know, like an instant, instant replay and just slowed it down to like half speed. That's what it looks like. They're doing like little flips and stuff like that and little like rope, uh, moves off the rope. And it just looks so, so terrible and so shitty. Um, you really just have to see it to believe it. They would actually put this on TV. Uh, Tanara Conti won um, for whatever word it's worth. She won. Um, so going back uh, to the main event here, it was uh, the OC versus Ciampa, Riddle, and Keith Lee. Uh, it ended up being a no contest because the match basically just evolved. Uh, Devolved into uh, just a big, just clusterfuck. So the ref basically uh, couldn't, um, you know, keep uh, control of the match. But uh, Finn Balor came out and he laid out Matt Riddle. But then Adam Cole came out and hit Balor with the uh, long shot. Or excuse me. Uh, Adam Cole arrived, and Balor hit the long shot um, on Ciampa to basically close out the night. So it was a little bit disappointing that we didn't get a clear winner in the match, but overall I think the storyline that turned out okay at least. So now moving on to the last AEW show before Full Gear. Uh, Pac... Uh, defeated Trent Beretta, which uh, Beretta had um, had his two uh, guys come out there with him, Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T. Um, so it really wasn't a, too much of a surprise there. Uh, there was a big botch. Um, Trent was laying uh, in the ring, and Pac, or Pack, hit the. Uh, Hit the uh, red arrow or whatever the hell it's called off the top rope, and I guess he was supposed to. The referee botched the three count. He was supposed to, I guess, maybe get his shoulder up before three, but he didn't. So the referee stopped right before he was about to count the three, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? What the hell is he doing?" You know. And, you know, as a referee, if something like that happens, you're still supposed to count the three. You're not supposed to make it look like, oh, shit, this guy just really fucked up. And make it so blatantly obvious that he fucked up. Um, whether or not it was supposed to be a two or a three count, if he doesn't get his shoulder up, you still count the three as a referee. You, if something like that happens, you just discuss it and talk about it backstage. You don't do that out in front of the crowd, in front of... You know, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe even a million people watching on TV. You just don't do that. Um, so, instead of that being the three, uh, Pac um, ended up applying the brutalizer for the submission. So, Pac wins that one. A great promo. Next segment was a great promo by Cody. Um, he says that if he doesn't win uh, this match, then... Um, he will never challenge for the AEW Heavyweight Championship again. Um, he channels sort of a sort of a kind of dusty-ish promo. 
um, basically saying that it's been like 14 years that he's, you know, been discounted and discredited as a, you know, like a main event guy and all this stuff, but he's going to show the, the whole world um, at this full gear that he's not and never has been, um, you know, a, a, you know, basically a crappy wrestler. Um, at one point in this pro uh, promo, Cody called Jericho a, a carny succubus, I guess basically sort of, you know, basically sucking on, like, different promotions, you know, power to further his own agenda. So, definitely really, really good promo. Um, it's just a lot better if you just go back and watch it. It's definitely worth worth back to just go and watch that. Um, if nothing else. Uh, the next match was a tag team match. It was Private Party defeated the Dark Order. In sort of a so-so match. Um, you know, I was thinking whenever Dark Order debuted and stuff. That they were supposed to be this real, like, big, like, sort of dominant type tag team. Maybe... Maybe not necessarily the same gimmick, but sort of dominant the way, like, the Wyatts were. Or whatever the hell the Wyatts were called, you know, whenever it was Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. I thought it was sort of, be, sort of supposed to be, like, a heel sort of faction, sort of like that. But, man, the Dark Order have, haven't done anything of note here in AEW. And they've been in AEW for, what, like three months now, I think, probably. Since they made their debut. Next match was a women's tag team match. It was Riho and Shauna. Uh, versus Emi Sakura, Sakura and Jamie Hayter. Uh, Sakura and Hayter ended up winning this match. and Maybe a little bit of a surprise to some people. A little bit of a surprise to me. but So they win that match. Um, next match... Uh, Sean Spears defeated Brandon Cutler. Uh, Sean Spears, I know he had a pretty decent amount of hype around him. Maybe it was, maybe most of that was just maybe because he is former WWE. So just by that matter, you're going to get a lot of hype coming into another promotion. But he hasn't done anything to impress really anybody, I don't think. The whole thing with him and Tully, never, I'm guessing, maybe the whole Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard sort of partnership, I guess, is no more, I guess, already. It only lasts like two matches, and it's already, it looks like anyway, like it's already done. So, nothing to write home about in that match. Um. In the main event, it was another tag team match. It was Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Um, Jericho uh, ended up hitting the uh, Judas Effect on Page to get to 1 2 3. So, yet Adam, Adam Hangman Page takes yet another pin in a main event match, even though it's just a main event for the TV show, but still. Uh, and then Jake Hager comes out after the match and they attack Adam Hangman Page. Cody Rhodes comes out 
to sort of make the save. MJF comes out as well to sort of even up the odds. And MJF hits Jericho with the chair. And throws Jericho into the ring. Where Cody hits him with the crossroads. Uh, hits Jericho with the crossroads. Santana Ortiz come out to help their uh, inner circle brothers. Um, they come down, but the Young Bucks end up hitting them with like super kicks and then stereo tope suicidas. And AEW basically goes off the air with Nick Jackson leaping off the stage. Um, you know, it's sort of one of those things where like the whole group of people are sort of there, like just standing all by each other, you know, hitting on each other and stuff. But they're all like right there in one little centralized group. And Nick Jackson leaps off the stage. Um, as the show went off the air. So. You know, definitely, a, I think, a pretty decent a decent way to uh, go off the air. Especially um, with the fact that their pay-per-view is this week. So you go off the air with, like, all the main people on the roster in the ring. Battling it out. Uh, Moxley as well came down through the crowd with his uh, barbed wire wrapped baseball bat and sort of got in, sort of went face to face with uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega goes out of the ring and gets his barbed wire wrapped broom, but nothing really ever comes of that. You know, like neither one of them hits them with the barbed wire um, weapon, so nothing really ever comes of that. So yeah, AEW goes off the air that way, and that leads uh, into the AEW Full Gear predictions that I wanted to get into. We'll run down the card, and I'll give my predictions as we go through each match. The uh, sort of buy-in pre-show match is Britt Baker versus Bea Priestley. I really like Bea Priestley. Really like Britt Baker, but I think Britt Baker is going to go over in this match. I think she's building, going to start building momentum. Um, I think she probably already has started to build momentum, but I think she's really going to start sort of really getting into the uh, AEW Women's Championship um, talk with this after this win. So going with Britt Baker there. Uh, next match is Adam Hangman Page versus Pac. Um, you know, Adam Heyman Page has sort of been 50-50 booking. I think he's like 2-3 and three so far in his matches on AEW TV. Um, um, he's, you know, lost the AEW uh, heavyweight title match to Jericho. So I think uh, Hangman is going to get a win here, a pretty big win against the guy who has done pretty good in AEW so far in Pac. So going with Hangman there. Next match John Moxley and Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned lights out lights out match. I basically assume that this is like anything goes, false count anywhere, anything like that. Um, I assume the barbed wire bat and the barbed wire broom are going to come into play here and I think at least one of them are probably going to end up using their weapon um, whether it be the barbed wire bat or the barbed wire broom, 
I'm going to go with Moxley to win this match. I think Moxley is on a roll. He's over as fuck with the crowd. He has a really cool badass t-shirt that they just came out with. Um, go and check that out on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, so, going with uh, Moxley there. Next match, Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Um, I'm going to go with Santana and Ortiz to win this match. Um, I know the Young Bucks lost their last match. Their last tag team match. Um, but I'm going to go with Santana Ortiz there. Don't know why. I just got a feeling they're going to take it. Next match is the uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match. This is a SCU Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus Lucha Bros. I'm going to go with SCU to retain the championships. I don't think they're going to take him off of them. I don't think they're going to take the tiles off of them. You know, one match into their defense of the titles. So I'm going to go with SCU to retain there. Next match, Riho versus Emi Sakura. Um, I believe we saw Emi Sakura um, in like one match um, before the, uh, the match that we saw her on. AEW this week. I think we saw her in like one other match. Um, I'm going to go with Riho to retain here. I don't think they're going to take it off of Riho just to put it on another Japanese uh, person. Um, I think they're going to keep on a Riho for at least another, probably probably the rest of the year probably, and then maybe make a change um maybe like in January or maybe February of next year so I think she's probably going to retain it like I said for the rest of the year so I got her winning this match and the main event is Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes in a 60 minute time limit match you could basically call it an Iron Man match basically um, and if the 60 minute time limit elapses then they are going to have three judges who are going to vote and whoever gets the majority votes of those three judges is going to be crowned it's going to be the winner of the match so i don't think it's going to go 60 minutes i really be i really highly doubt it's going to go 60 minutes but who knows maybe it will i don't think it will um but i got got cody winning this match um I, um maybe i'm just buying into the really good promo he cut and then also the fact that if Cody loses, he's never going to challenge for the AEW championship again, which I really highly doubt he'll never challenge again because this is sort of his baby. He's sort of like Dusty was, like in WCW, was like the booker back in the day. He's not the owner, but he's sort of the main booker sort of guy. Um, so I got Cody winning that one. And becoming the new AEW heavyweight champion. Although it wouldn't surprise me if they kept uh, Jericho the champion. I'm just trying to logically think in my head, okay, I don't see Cody never challenging for the AEW title again. So I gotta go with Cody to win that one. And that's the uh, matches um, for the AEW card. Well, uh, I'll recap the pay-per-view next week. Um, 
and we'll see how I did on those predictions. Um, um, just want to talk a couple minutes um, about the uh, SummerSlam matches that have been announced so far. Um, we have at least we have like three confirmed matches so far for Survivor Series. <clears throat> we have a Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar. Um, I think probably pretty much everybody's going to pick Brock Lesnar to win that match, and I think he will. So we have that one. Um, um, glad to see Ray getting another shot at the title here, but I don't think he's going to win. And then the next two matches that have been announced are really, really intriguing here. Um, we have a triple threat match. Um, I don't think any of the titles are on the line, but it's Becky Lynch, who is the Raw Women's Champion, versus Bayley, who's the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Shayna Baszler, who's the NXT Women's Champion. This is really intriguing here. We got three really good women um, wrestlers here. Um, I would. My gut is telling me Becky, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of the other two win. Um, I don't think any of the um, any of the titles are on the line here. I think it's just a triple threat match between the three champions. And then uh, the next match is um sort of the same sort of the same idea the same deal except it's with the tag team champions so you have uh, the viking raiders who are the tag team champions on one of the on uh i think smackdown and the raw bible who are the tag team champions on the other show and then you have undisputed era which is bobby fish this instance is Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly in a triple threat tag team match. And again, I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure none of the tag team titles are on the line here. But really intriguing. Um, I think it's going to either work, work out really well or not work out that great. Work out that great. I think if it works out really well, I think we'll start seeing more of these matches. Maybe they'll start doing matches like this. Um maybe like once or twice a year or something on pay-per-views and if it doesn't work out well I don't think we'll really see too much of them of these matches where it's like champion versus champion versus champion again or very rarely um, I think maybe they're experimenting a little bit here especially with the whole NXT invading sort of angle that they're doing here this past week or so so why not they invade the pay-per-view as well so, definitely be intriguing to see. I know it's not for another three weeks, and we still have more matches that have yet to be announced, but I just wanted to touch on that for just a minute, um, about those uh, matches that have been announced for SummerSlam here. And that wraps it up for this episode of uh, Regularly Scheduled Hostility. Uh, I want to give uh, some podcast shout-outs to... Uh, these uh, guys that I listen to every week and you should be listening to. Shout out to Don, Don Tody Kevin Castle Show. They go live on Mixler Monday nights at 11 p.m. right after Raw goes off the air. Shout out to Wrestling Soup. They go live on Mixler Thursday nights at about 9.30. Shout out to Saw Monster Sounds Off. He go, His new episodes drop Sunday afternoons. Shout out to Suplex Seed Limits. Their new episodes go up uh, Saturday afternoons. Shout out to Get in the Corner. They go live on Mixler Wednesday nights at about 
Shout out to WNC Super Party. They go live on Mixler Thursday nights right after Wrestling Soup. Shout out to the Trademark Show with Tyler. His new episodes go up normally Saturdays or Sundays. Shout out to the Inhuman Experience. Uh, they have a new episode put up like within about the last week or so. So definitely check that out. And as with Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. And also check out Bobby Blades solo show or Bobby Anthem solo show in search for my lost soul. There's a pretty new episode up um, of that as well. And one thing I like about the uh, in, uh, in search for my lost soul episodes is that they're not very long. They're normally only 15, 20 minutes or so. So they're not long. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know sit down or put in you know an hour and a half or two hours to listen to that podcast it's you know short sort of stream of consciousness just you know really good stuff shout out to the transcontinental project they go live on mixler tuesday nights 10 15 eastern 9 15 central shout out to dirt sheet dudes with boxman and anthony they go live on mixler wednesdays at about 9 30 and finally, shout out to Wrestling OD with Shaheen. Uh, his new episodes normally go up, uh, I think, like Friday, Friday or Saturday. Um, but you can find his Wrestling OD episodes on the Wrestling Soup Network and other uh, wherever you find your uh, podcast. So that wraps it up for this episode. I appreciate appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I'll be back uh, next week around this same time. So until then, take care, guys.